The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, May the 4th, currently 1045 on the East Coast. Here to recap everything we saw from the Tuesday night games. Also break down the two games happening tonight between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat, as well as the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. And joining me to break it all down is my main man, Back on American soil. He looks well rested. I know he's excited because his team won last night. Superstar of the show, my brother Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how you feeling, my man? These are not the picks you are looking for. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> I was waiting yes. for somebody. <laughs> yeah, it, it was no way I was letting that go through. And I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't throwing that reference out there. But yes, yes. My Memphis Grizzlies won last night. It was a glorious win, even though they played, they played bad two games in a row. They have played mm. terrible two games in a row, and they come out 1-1. There's nothing telling me that they can't win this series because as soon as they play well, then it's going to be good. That was a bad game last night. They played, I, they played like shit last night. There's mm. two aspects of the game that they need to control the Warriors. They need to control them in points off of the turnover, and they need to control them in offensive rebounding and second-chance points. They didn't either. They didn't either. They had 10 yeah. points off a of turnover. 18 turnovers, they got 10 points off of that. You got to be in that 20 range. You got to be in that 20 range by then. 18 turnovers, you got to be in that 20 range of points off turnover. You got to be getting to the line, hitting free throws. You got to be getting open shots, open little threes, transition threes, anything like that. That is how your offense runs in transition yeah. offense. And with the second chance points, with this Warriors team, they can put up points in bunches. So if you get the offensive rebound, you got to turn that into points. You can't get the offensive rebound, turn the ball over, or get offensive rebound and take bad shots. That's all they were doing the first game. That's all they did this game. And so they better, Taylor Jenkins better get that shit together when they go chase. Because if they go to chase and pull that bullshit and chase, they're going to walk out of there with an L. But for them to play bad two games in a row and they be 1-1 in this series, the Warriors not all which y'all cracked up to make them be. I'm trying to tell y'all. Yeah, um, well, yeah, we'll, well, well, we could just recap the game right now since we're on it. Um, I was going to just recap our picks here real quick because we're we're pretty we're off to a great start so far for the uh, the week already. Um, so going back to Monday, so let me recap and then we'll get into the games here. Terrell, uh, Monday, a pretty incredible day for uh, the crew for us between you, myself, and Scott. Um, I had the Miami Heat first quarter minus two and a half. They came out, played well. Uh, you uh, locked up um, the Dallas Mavericks at plus five and a half. Thanks for nothing, Spencer Dinwiddie. I guess we can say Terrell um, had that open look to yeah, uh, look, Spencer Dinwiddie would have became so many people's favorite player. He hit that shot. <laughs> yeah, wide open shot there in the final seconds. He he doesn't get it. But uh, you had your dog. You uh, took an alt line on the Miami Heat minus ten and a half at plus one ten. That one cashed. Uh, Scott took it on the chin a little bit on Monday. He had the first quarter under in the Dallas in the um, 
Phoenix Suns game under 55. They uh, they scored, I think, 29 points in the final four minutes. That that um, that one hurt him. And then he had the first quarter money line against the uh, sorry, the Sixers against Miami. Uh, but, you know, not didn't come into fruition there, but bounced back in a big way yesterday. Uh, we all took uh, the Grizzlies in some form or fashion. Myself and Scott had them as our dog cashed your lock was Memphis Grizzlies first quarter money line minus 115 easy cash there and then uh Scott had the team total under 110 and a half uh for his lock it wasn't looking so good in the first half after I think they dropped I want to say 60 something points in the first half but slowed down in the second half that one uh cash for him and then I had the first half Boston Celtics minus three and a half and then uh you took the bucks as your Dog, but combined going five and one. Hopefully, we can continue that momentum going into tonight here, Terrell. So, uh, yeah, kind of going back to last night. Uh, let's start with the Milwaukee game. I know we'll probably have extensive conversation about the Memphis game, but um, Boston finally knocked down their shot last night. They did it early. They did it often. The big news that did come out before the game started uh, was Marcus Smart was going to be out for the game, and he was out for the game with a quad injury. So, you know. Not having Marcus Smart out there, I think that he must be really hurting because we know he's a dog. He'll play through the pain. But um, give credit to this bench, man, for the Boston Celtics. They came in. Grant Williams, 6 of 9 from the three-point territory, finished with 21 points. Uh, Payne Pritchard was 2 of 4. And then Jalen Brown and the and Jason Tatum, they're two superstars on this team. Uh, they knocked down their shots. Uh, they combined 11 of 20. No, wait. Yeah, 11 of 20 from three point land. And um, they were, they got the job done wire to wire. Milwaukee made a little push in the third quarter, but they took care of business. One Oh nine 89 as they even up the series here, Terrell, but thoughts on this game, man, what, what kind of stuck out to you here? Um, we, we talked about three point shooting. I think Boston finally did it last night. Yeah, absolutely. They hit down open look threes. They were getting open look threes and they got, their role players and everybody else outside of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to hit their shots. Grant Williams was some six or seven from three last night, 20 plus points coming off the bench. That's yeah. absolutely what they needed. And that's how you beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Don't try to beat them in the paint. Everybody keeps talking. I'd be listening. Everybody's talking about how they need to get easy look baskets. They need to find a way to get some easy baskets and you can try that all you want, but an easy basket ain't an easy basket against the Milwaukee Bucks when you got Robin Lopez and Giannis Antetokounmpo guarding the paint area like that. So if you're not pulling those guys out the paint and you're not getting op- open looks in the paint, there's no reason to go in there contested like that. They're going to give you wide open threes all day, which is what the Milwaukee Bucks do. They give them to you and you just got to knock them down. It, the Boston Celtics couldn't miss last night. They hit yeah. some 20-some threes. That was like a mm-hmm. franchise record if a threes made in a playoff game. They couldn't miss from last night, and that's ultimately what was the downfall of the Milwaukee Bucks. So you have one game where they couldn't make anything, one game they couldn't miss anything. What you going to see in game three? Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be the consistency or finding that consistency for them is going to be key if they're going to want to win this series. But, uh, yeah, last night, 20 of 43 from the three-point line, uh, three-point line for the Boston Celtics. I think first game they were 18 of 50 for So definitely an improvement there for the Boston Celtics. Um, Milwaukee just didn't have a great shooting night either. Um, from the three point line, at least they were only three of 18. Uh, one of those was made by Giannis. The other was Drew holiday. And then Pat Covington was the other one who, uh, made the three for them. But outside of Giannis, this team just doesn't have much right now. Uh, Terrell, I mean, 11 of 27, not a great, 
efficient night again for Giannis. Game one, he was nine of 25 tonight, or sorry, last night, 11 of 27. Um, finished with 28, but outside of that, Drew Holiday, 19.7 of 20. What, what do you kind of think that going back to Milwaukee now is going to have to be the key? I mean, somebody else is going to have to step up. Is there a guy that you're looking at that's going to have to step up for them, or is it just going to be have a, a combination of Bobby Portis, Grayson Allen, Pat Covington to kind of step up and head, help Giannis with the scoring? I really don't I really can't sit here and say one guy has to do it because they've been doing a pretty decent job. I think the like you said, the only issue that they really had last time was they really couldn't score the basketball. But yeah. I think it was just an off night for the Milwaukee Bucks. They were playing good defense. They held the Celtics to 109 points. After giving up 65. Shout out to Scott, who had the team total under 110. That was never in doubt. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually recording a pie and we started, I think we started around halftime. And he was like, Yeah, uh I I took the team total under, and I think I'm fucked. And then by the time we wrapped up the pod, he was like, never in doubt, never in doubt. So <laughs> shout out to Scott with that one. But he held on a 109. Like, that's pretty solid. And yeah. they just couldn't find anything going offensive on the offensive side of the ball. And it just testament to that defense of the Boston Celtics, for one. But, of course, their stars, Giannis, Giannis has to get everybody going, but he's been doing a pretty good job of that, of finding his. He's just got to be able to get – his flow in the inside of the paint. So they've been killing him on inside the paint. They've been killing him with one-on-one matchups where Al Horford, Grant Williams, those guys have been guarding him one-on-one and doing pretty well. So if they're not going to throw the double at him, and it looks like they're not throwing the double at him, if they're not going to throw a double team at him or they're going to come late with help, then you need to get a switch and they need to go and try to get a guard or get a smaller person or a weaker defender, Mm -hmm. maybe a Jalen Brown, and get a switch on Giannis and Giannis some more favorable matches if they're going to throw one-on-one coverage at him. But it looks like over the course of the first two games that they're really throwing a lot of one-on-one looks with them between Horford, Williams, and well, Robert Williams and Grant Williams, and it's working out for them. So yeah. I'll be looking for Giannis to go out there and prove, that, hey, I'm one of the best players in the game, and I don't care who you are, but you're not stopping me one-on-one. And that's ultimately – that was my critique for Giannis. Mm-hmm. You can't be the best player in the game and somebody shut you down one-on-one. Yeah. You, they have to screen. They have to screen for you. They have to have some type of game plan to slow you down. But they can't stop you one on one. You can't say you're the best player in the game. You get stopped one on one. So Giannis has to has to find a way to turn on that mode and go out there and put up forty points on these guys because we know we can do it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, they're going back home to Milwaukee. I know they struggled all season long, uh, at least against the spread um, in Milwaukee. But game three is set for Saturday. Between uh, these two squads, I believe. Let me double check the schedule. Yeah, we don't have games on Thursday, but um, Friday we will be back with the Miami and Philly series and the Phoenix and Dallas on Saturday. And then the uh, two games that we saw last night will be on Saturday, a doubleheader on ABC. Anything else for this game, Terrell, before we get over to more, a little more conversation between the Warriors and the uh, Grizzlies? No, no, I'm good. All right. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break here, bro. We'll come back. We'll hear or we'll hear from our sponsor. We'll come back and we'll talk more about this Grizzlies and Warriors series. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on Win's Bet $10 Win $200 promotion, where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, a WinBet casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a free $20 bet when they win, lose, or push on a three or more leg 
build your own bet parlay between Thursday through Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offers on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older or present in the state of where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there and I use it for mine. It's a game changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more basketball players or baseball players and pick their over under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleepers is that it's the only, only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's, it's, it's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. Make sure to use promo code SGPNBA and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper, then use promo code SGPNBA when you deposit. Join SGPN squad to bet with the guys. It's at sg.pn slash squad. Once again, sg.pn slash squad. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, coming off of the break, uh, game two last night. We briefly touched on it, but Memphis evens up the series. 106-101 victory uh, last night. The spread was the same as game one. Golden State was favored by two. Uh, but Memphis and John Moran in particular just absolutely come out and take care of business on their home floor, get the five-point victory. Uh, John Moran was the guy last night, Terrell, uh, 47 points, uh, playoff career high, chips in with eight rebounds, eight assists as well. Did pick up three steals in this game as well. Um, but not much else from anyone in the, on this offense. Um Triple J regressed a little bit. I think we were both expecting that. He was only three of 14 from the field, two of seven from three-point land, did uh, have seven assists and two blocks. Um, but it really was John Moran last night. Um, and again, Clay Thompson for the Golden State Warriors struggled both on the offense and defensive end for the Warriors. He was only five of 19 last night in 41 minutes, um, two of 12 from three-point land. Steph Curry, 27 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. He uh, was 11 of 25 from the field, three of 11. Uh, Jordan Poole, eight of 16 from the floor, did finish up with 20 points in that game. But um, you have anything else to chime in, uh, Terrell, about this series or, or anything else that you're kind of looking out for before we get over to Chase Center for game three on Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, so we could talk about it and – there is a lot of things that went wrong for the Memphis Grizzlies, and they're very fortunate to come out with that win last night. Mm-hmm. And by fortunate, I mean they made in a tremendous draft pick. And they got lucky that they didn't get the first pick in the draft because if they got the first pick in the draft, they would have drafted Zion Williamson instead of John. John. Yeah. And so let's start at the beginning. Dylan Bond. <laughs> the the double agent <laughs> double o two four 
Shout out to Scott for another yet amazing nickname that he's named Dylan Brooks as Dylan Bond because he's truly a double agent in this series. And he goes and gets himself ejected in the first three minutes of the game. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Back in the day, that's not... That's, two free throws a, and move on. Yeah, two free throws, move on. Maybe a flagrant one. You're definitely not getting ejected. If Draymond did not get ejected in game one, you're, this probably still isn't an ejection. Yeah. But now the precedence is set, and you have to you had to get about. So it was a dirty play, but I don't think it was ejection worthy of a dirty play. So Dylan Brooks gets himself. Well, he he does it without. You know, at least he takes somebody with them. I don't know how good that is, but at least he takes somebody with them because now it looks like Gary Payton the second isn't going to be able to play for the rest of the series and probably is done for the year with yeah. some type of elbow injury. They get an MRI today. We'll know more on yeah, I think exactly uh, his status is. It was a fractured elbow. Yeah. Yeah. So Draymond goes out for a quarter with a facial injury, comes back, plays fine. Plays great, actually. Came back and had like four straight assists. So... The issue here is that without Gary Payton II, the Warriors are in trouble because they're going to be more – what's the word I'm looking for? They're going to be more enticed to deploy the deaf lineup. Mm-hmm. And the issue with the deaf lineup is that you have five guys on the court, and if we go through the deaf lineup and how many of those guys can guard Jaw. Steph can't guard y'all. Clay can't guard y'all. Pool damn sure can't guard y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggins can't guard y'all. Draymond, he, he could guard y'all. So you have four guys on the court at any given time that cannot guard Ja Morant. Mm-hmm. And that's why he does what he does when they went on a 15 to 6 run to end the game and Ja had all 15 points. Yeah, it's, they, like there was so many critiques about Ja in that first series, and oh, this is playoff Ja. Ja doesn't can't get it done in the playoffs. No, again, that was just matchup. He didn't feel comfortable in that series. He feels you can look at him. He literally goes out there and thinks any shot that he puts up is going to go in. Sure, he, he would be he would be nineteen for nineteen if it was up to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he yeah. thinks every single shot he puts up is going to go in. That's how comfortable he is in this series. He dropped forty seven points yesterday. The issue with the Memphis Grizzlies, as I alluded to earlier. They got out-rebounded, 52 to 47. That is ridiculous. Even with Triple J in foul trouble, you should not get out-rebounded like that with Brandon Clark, Tillman. That front court that they have, you should not get out-rebounded like that against the Golden State Warriors. 52 to 47 is wild. And they have to, and John talked about after the game, they definitely do have to lock in. There was a lot of long rebounds that they weren't getting. You have to get those rebounds. They, They won the turnover battle 18 13 but they lost the points off turnover 15-10. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You have 18 turnovers, you got 10 points off turnover. That's how you lose games. That is how you lose games. When we talked about this series and we talked about what happened, how what's the key? It was the off, the offensive rebounding and the turnovers and scoring off of turnovers and they lost both. They lost both of those battles last night and still won the game. You can't tell me that if they finally lock in, they finally go out there and win those battles, that they're not running the Warriors off the court. This team is good. This team is deep. Zaire Williams is the 10th man off the bench. And he went out there and dropped, what, five threes, four, five threes last night? Uh, let me it was, see here. Yeah, he, he was four for eight. Four for eight yeah. from three. Mm-hmm. 
14 points. And he's the 10th man off the bench in any given rotation they give you. He's the 10th man off the bench. Strap in, grab your popcorn. We're going over to San Francisco. And it's going to be a good time. Ja told you we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Strap in. Because this, this is far from over. And I'm hard-pressed to say either team has played their best basketball yet. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, if you kind of just look at the box score from last night, I think another thing that kind of stuck out to me is the Memphis Grizzlies were plus 21 from three-point line. They made seven more three-pointers than uh, did Golden State. And I think, you know, that's something that if you kind of just looked at the box, you would have thought, okay, Memphis probably won this game by 10-plus points or 15-plus points. But another thing that kind of did stick out is points inside the paint. The Warriors were plus 18 in that category. So, uh, you know, I think these two teams are evenly matched. I, I think we're both in agreement, Terrell, that this series probably is going to get to seven games. I, I think that, you know, that Memphis is maybe going to be able to sneak one out in Golden State or sorry, in San Francisco. It's going to be 2-2, come back 3-2, three, 3-3, two, three, three, then we get to a game seven. And I think that uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Like Josh said, it's going to be, this is going to be a serious man, but Memphis does, uh, wasn't a must win situation last night. They get the job done. 106, 101. Um, we talked about it with Sean and Ryan. It was the home run spot for them. So they got it done. So this is going to be a fun series. Next game is going to be on Saturday night. Uh, on ABC, a doubleheader. They get three days off, and I think that's big for both teams. I think you tweeted that it's big for Desmond Bain, who's, who's uh, dealing with an injury. Um, you know, getting Clay three days off, getting Steph three days off, getting Draymond three days off. Uh, um, you know, even his guys on Memphis as well gives Jaw. I mean, if Jaw could go out and play another 40 some minutes last night, the way he was playing. But, you know, getting these guys rest, I think is going to be key. Uh, but again, next game is on Saturday. Anything else for this uh, game here, Terrell? Um, or the series? No, no. I mean, yeah, we gave out plus the. I, I said that, and then we talked about this, Sean and Ryan, that you, even if you didn't think that Memphis was not going to win the series at four to one, you should have picked up some, some, some stock, I guess you can say, in uh, the Memphis Grizzlies because after game one at four to one, I think that price was a little bit ridiculous. I mean, and I think Sean even picked up some five, some tickets on Memphis in six or seven. So the value was definitely there and that number is gone now. But maybe if Golden State wins game three, that number does come, you know, maybe above four to one. Who knows? But definitely keep an eye on that for sure. Um, all right, so tonight, Terrell, two more games on the NBA playoff schedule. It's going to be the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Miami Heat and the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns in the nightcap game. Let's start with the Sixers and the Miami Heat game. Um, game one between these two teams. Uh, Miami is out to a 1-0 lead in the series. They took care of business on their home floor in game one. 106-92, get a 14-point victory. This was after the Philadelphia 76ers were actually up by a point, Terrell, at halftime. Um, what were your thoughts on this game? I know there was a lot of rumblings about Doc's decision to start. DeAndre Jordan, uh, he's going back to him again tonight. Not sure how many minutes he is going to play, but um, I kind of just think that Philly's going to have to come out and play with pace again. They, they, It was working for them in the first half. They got away from it in the second half. But if you're going to try to play a half-court offense with this Miami Heat defense, I don't think it's going to work for you, man. But what do you think? 
no, it's it's 100% not going to work for you. And it's crazy how things come back, come back to you because you know who would be great if he was a little bit more developed, had a little bit more playing time over the course of the season for them? Paul Reed. Paul mm-hmm. Reed would be amazing for them in this series if he yeah. was more seasoned in actually playing NBA games instead of riding the bench all the fucking time that he did all season for what looks like now a bunch of people that's really not doing them no good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where you take those times when you go up 20-something, 30-something points to go play out new rotations, get other guys' minutes and stuff like that. So now we have here an eight. What'd you say? Eight? Uh, I haven't got to the number yet. So let me do that. Yeah. So uh, this number opened up for this game minus nine. It's uh, down to minus eight for the Miami Heat in game two. Total open up at 206 and a half. Shockingly, it's kind of ticked up one point at 207 and a half. Uh, we know Joel Embiid's out and also Kyle Lowry is confirmed out for this game. So it is an eight point spread. I mean, I I don't see anything else that's really any different because am I really going to sit here and am I really going to expect Tobias Harris to go off for 27 points again? Which is crazy because the day I take a Tobias Harris under is the day he wants to go off. But, you know, it's cool. (laughs) It's all right. I'll go back to the world today. But Vaxi, 6 for 15, 19 points. It's It's not getting it done. That's, that's not getting it done. They need a better production from him. Mm-hmm. James Harden, five for 13. He only took 13 shots, man. You only, like, you only took 13, two for seven from three, 16 points. You got to think at some point James Harden says, come on, guys, come on. And he didn't look bad. Like, he didn't look terrible. He didn't look like he was hobbling. He didn't look – he drove to the lane a few times, didn't walk away with a charge a couple times, but mm-hmm. – what what are you doing? What what hope do I have? Where where are they getting scoring from? I don't know where they're scoring the basketball. I don't trust Tobias Harris to get it done again. Yeah. Tyrese Maxey very well could be under straps. James Harden is not doing James Harden things. Where are they scoring the basketball? I told you to take a Philly team total wonder because I didn't think they were going to get to 100, and they didn't. Mm. I, I just don't – I don't know where it's happening, and – if you look at the Miami side of ball, they didn't even have an offensive explosion that you would think. They were only 43% from the field. That's average. Lukewarm. Yeah. They're looking at themselves and saying, damn, we didn't even play. We didn't play well at all. Mm-hmm. Jimmy couldn't find a cup. Gabe Vincent couldn't make a thing. Max Struess couldn't make a thing. Tyler Hero was the only person that went out. Tyler Hero and Bam, only two people that went out there and played like they gave a damn. At least on the offensive side of ball. So... Yeah. <laughs> I got to think that Miami show has a better showing. Mm-hmm. And even if Philly has a better showing, if Miami has a better showing, we're in the same predicament, just more points. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me the Miami heat minus the eight, minus eight and a half, whatever the fuck is that? Eight. And eight. Yeah, yeah. Give me eight. And I'll take a over in this game. Cause I just think that both of these offenses are really, really bad. And I think Miami can step it up. And I'm just going to hope and pray that Philly gets somewhere near 100. If mm-hmm. they get somewhere near 100, then this can fly over. 
Yeah, I mean, you kind of take a look at this. You, you talked about the starting backcourt there for Maxi and Harden. Like, they're going to have to be better. They don't have a choice but to be better. They were combined 11 of 28 from the floor, 3 of 13 from three-point land. It's going to have to start with those two guys. Uh, you you talked about you took a under on Tobias Harris. Well, I took an over on Georges Niang, and he decided to go 0 of 7 from the floor, 0 of 7 from three-point land. Yeah. Um, and his number was 6.5 for his points, but... I think he's going to have to shoot better. Uh, I'll come in off the bench in 22 minutes. Um, you talked about Paul Reed in 13 minutes that he did play. He grabbed nine rebounds for them, got four assists. I expect him to probably get some more minutes here tonight. So again, for especially being without Joel Embiid, James Harden has to lead the way, but captain, obviously you have to get contributions from everybody else. You can't have a shooting performance like you did last night in game one. Six of 34 from three-point land. Uh, And then you talked about Miami also struggled from three-point land. These two teams combined 15 of 70 from three-point line, 15 of 70 from three-point line. So I think that, um, yeah, we'll probably see some better shooting here tonight. I do expect Philly to come out and play with some pace because it worked for them in the first half. Um, They had a one-point lead going into halftime, and it just kind of fell apart for them in the second half. So, um, yeah, I agree with you on this Miami Heat team. Again, I just don't trust Doc Rivers in these situations to make those adjustments. I just don't. And, you know, I expect Miami to come out here and, and shoot better tonight, whether it's led by Max Drews or Gabe Vincent. Um, maybe Duncan Robinson gets some minutes here if they do go back to that zone like Philly did play in the first half to get some more shooters out there. Um, but definitely keep an eye out for for pace from Philly here. And I, I agree with Miami taking care of business again here tonight. Going up 2-0, headed back to uh, Philly. Hopefully, they get Joel Embiid back uh, due to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, any player props you may be looking at in this game or players that you know, you're looking out to step up here tonight, uh, Terrell? Yeah, bam, double-double. Sounds like a, just an auto bet. That should be easy money for the most part. I'd yeah. like to see somebody else on... Philadelphia step up and I, I really don't think it's Maxi. I think Maxi is going to be the play for everybody's whole series. And I just think that this is a bad matchup for him. I think that the Heat saw Maxi torch them one time and they said, no, we know this guy is good. We know this guy can score the basketball. We are putting a point of emphasis on this guy, especially before Joel and B comes back. We're putting a point, for, point of emphasis to make sure that he doesn't kill us. And we're going to make James Harden try to do that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully – I don't think it's Maxi, but I, I would just keep playing. I would play Paul Reed. I think Paul Reed has to get more minutes, and I think he's really, really good, big for them. Mm-hmm. He made smart decisions with the basketball last time. You know, those four assists you were watching, they were good assists. Yeah. I was actually on his points, and I wanted him to score the basketball, but I was like, no, nah, that was a good decision with the basketball, man. Like he, They were really, really good assists out there, so I think Paul Reed, he could have another good rebounding day, and he might be able to put some on the scoreboard if they take away the, you know, out the number of minutes that DeAndre Jordan had that seven, 17 minutes he had, he just doesn't need to be on the court at this time. This just really isn't a series for him. And um, it's got to be James Harden, man. It's got to be James. James Harden's got to go out there and be in. And he, it's at 22 and a half. He's got to get at least to there. You have to think that he gets to there. Yeah. It has to be James Harden. I, I would, I would actually play James Harden points tonight because He's got to suck it up and say, yo, I'm going out there and I'm going to go score. Even if we lose, I'm going to do have something on the box score. 
Yeah, 11 straight games that, uh, or sorry, 11, uh, 11 straight playoff games, Harden has been or has not scored more than 25 points, scored 25 or less in 11 straight games. That's dating back to his days with the Brooklyn Nets. So again, yeah, you brought him in here for a reason. No, I think we've talked about that. He may look hurt out there with his leg injury or the hamstring is still bothering him, but Harden, I need him to see taking 13, more than 13 shots, uh, at least getting up at least near the 20 point mark, or sorry, the 20 shot mark, because you are the second superstar on this team. Um, You need to go back to your days like you were in Houston and come out and play ball here tonight if you want to even up the series, because being a down, you know, 0-2 hole and trying to win four out of five uh, games against the Miami, it's going to be a very, very tall order for this team. Uh, Anything else for this game, Terrell, before we get to the Dallas and Phoenix game? No, I'm good. All right, let's take uh, one more break here. We'll come back and then we'll uh, discuss and handicap the second game of the night between the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. Roster brought to you by Trade Coffee. Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best crafters, small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you know it when you when coffee tastes really perfect, Trade's real coffee experts personally taste over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend for you. Because the truth is what I might like and what you may like may be completely different and it probably is completely different. And you will like a selection of specific coffees that are different from anyone else's tastes. Just answer a couple questions and you'll get an own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like, no gimmicks. Trade delivers a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or grounded for however you brew it at home, and they guarantee you'll love your first order or they'll replace it for free. So all you gotta do right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. That's right, a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. Again, that's Trade. Sorry, that's drinktrade.com slash SGP. There's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinkcoffee.com slash SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's again, drinkcoffee.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. And don't forget, Mother's Day is coming up. A Trade subscription is perfect gift for the gift of the coffee lovers in your life. Roster brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your recovery, energy, focus, and aging, all the great things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel bags for free with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using Akigno, 
incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means that, that means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually, virtually invisible online. It's really that simple. And IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting 9 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So, go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% in savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. All right, coming off of the break, game two tonight in Phoenix between the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. Game one, Phoenix gets the victory and the lucky cover, I guess we can say, 121-114. Um, Luca in that game dropped 45 points for the Dallas Mavericks, uh, finished up with 12 rebounds and eight assists as well. DeAndre Aiden led the Phoenix Suns in scoring with 25 points. Uh, eight rebounds and Devin Booker chipped in with 23 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. Um, and let's see, Chris Paul in this game, 19 points, only three assists for him. But nonetheless, Cam Johnson also, I think, had a great game for the um, Phoenix Suns in game one. 17 points, was three of six from three-point line, six of 10 from the floor. For the Dallas Mavericks, it was Luka, 45 points. I mean, you know, uh, Terrell said it that look out, this is going to be the Luca game. And, and Luca came out and did his thing. He dropped 45. Uh, they got 19 for Maxi Kleba, five of eight from three point land. Uh, and then they have 15 from uh, DFS Dorian Feeney Smith, but not enough against this Phoenix team as they came out, got the victory and the lucky cover. Um, they were fair by six. They get the victory by seven. But looking at game two here, Terrell, this line opened up minus six for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, it's pretty much stay the course. It's minus six across the board. Total opened up at 216, and that's also still at 216. But uh, thoughts from game one, if you have any more, and then we can get into game two here for tonight, Terrell. I mean, I told you what was going to happen in game one. It didn't physically, you know, turn out like that for the spread because, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith let me down in uh, a lot that's of ways. did we let you down. Yeah, I'm not. Yes, yes, Spencer Dinwiddie, not Finney Smith. But yeah, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie let me down in a lot of different ways. But you know, Luca went out there and had he had 45 on 50 percent shooting. Come on, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> he did what I thought he would do. 45 points on 50 percent shooting against the Phoenix Suns and Mikael Bridges, who's supposed to be a defensive player of the year. And he actually kind of tagged off and went on to Jalen Brunson, you know, a few times. And it was like it was more of like him and Jay Crowder, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it Luca is gonna do Luca things in this series. They're not gonna have an answer for him. But they're gonna do what they did said that they're gonna do last night. And they're gonna shut down everybody else. Shout out to Maxi Kleber who hit his open shots when he yeah. got them. But Reggie Bullock was no good. At this point, it was no point in having him on the floor. He even yeah. fouled out. So it was no point in having him on the floor. Two for seven from three. That, you can't do that. 
You cannot do that. Yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie, three for eight. <laughs> Jalen Brunson, six for 16. I said a shot creator has to, come, has to emerge and has to have a good game for them to win. And one, the Sun should have ne- never let that cover even be – even sniff. We should have never sniffed a cover. So that's, that's – the fact that they did that shows that they got positive momentum going into the next game, the Dallas Mavericks do. Expect Jason Kidd to make a lot of adjustments. Expect him to find ways to get everybody else ways to score the basketball. Luka's going to go out and Luka's going to do his thing. Luka might not even do his thing as early as he did it last time. He may go ahead and say, all right, let's get everybody else going, and then I'm going to go get mine. Mm -hmm. But they absolutely, positively got to have somebody else emerge. Somebody's got to emerge and have a good game. And so here we are, another plus plus six spread, and I'm taking it again because I'm just going to trust Jason Mm -hmm. Kidd. Jason Kidd is a great coach. He's a great coach. And while Monty Williams is a great coach on the other side and the Phoenix Suns are a great team, I think Jason, I think Luca is way too much for them. And I think that the adjustments that Jason Kidd makes around Luca should be pretty good. And then hopefully we see a little bit more of a defensive battle this time because both of these teams put up a lot more points than the other team would have liked to see. Yeah, these two teams are on fire the first half. Um they scored 60 in the first quarter, 65 in the second quarter, 125 points combined in the first half uh, between these two teams. Yeah, I agree with everything that you just said there, about, especially about Dallas. That's somebody else. I think it's going to be Jalen Brunson, right? He's, he, they put him into the starting lineup. He's really emerged this season. He had a great first round against the Utah Jazz. But, um, you know, going 6 of 16 is not going to get it done. I think that he's going to have to get into that range of, you know, 18 to 20 points a night it kind of takes some of that scoring load off of uh Luca Dantage. And you know, I agree, like what you said about Luca, Luca's gonna do Luca things, right? He was near a triple double in game one. I mean, we don't expect him to go out and drop 45 every single night, but he's fully capable of doing that. Um, mm-hmm. but just the surrounding guys around him, they're gonna have to knock down sides, like you talked about Richie Bullock, only two of seven, Dorian Finney Smith, two of six. Um Maxi Klebo was the only guy in game one. So they're gonna need somebody, uh some of these guys to knock down these shots and I think defensively, Jason Kidd will make some type of adjustment because if you're going to give up 120 plus to the Phoenix Suns, you're you're pretty much going to lose the game because they just have a system there where they're. I mean, they're just clutch, man. I mean, DeAndre Aiden was in Game One; he was the guy for them, 25 points, and it's been different guys every single night. We know Devin Booker on any given night can go out and drop a 30 piece. I mean, before he had that hamstring injury against the Pelicans, he had a 31 point first half. Right, he had, and I, he had 23 was on seven for 20 shooting. Yeah, like Devin Booker didn't have a good game. Yeah, <laughs> shooting the basketball, he had a good game facilitating and was very Rebounding. big for them. But yeah, he 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 didn't have a good game shooting the basketball. So Devin Booker can absolutely be an issue. But the mm-hmm. fact that they forced him into a bad game, they got to feel good about that. They yeah. got to feel bit good that hey, we forced him to seven for 20 shooting. Now let's get everybody. Jay Crowder, he's not going to do that every night. He's been struggling over the course of these playoffs and for a good portion of the end of the season as well. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder's not going to go out there and be three for five from three again. Yeah. Cam Johnson, while we know he can be a flamethrower, he 100% can cool down a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So, they, so a lot of things did go right for the Phoenix Suns. We knew yeah. DeAndre Ayton was going to go off. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul 
played well. He played well, 19.7 for 13. He, he had a great game. You got to think at some point they're going to shut down the extras too. And so that's why I'm not quick. I'm not quick to just go ahead and toss this series out. A lot of people were saying, oh, well, this is looking like a sun sweep, all that. No, no, I think Dallas is still in this series. Yeah, I think that, you know, this was the game that I was highlighting when we were on with Sean and Ryan, that this will be the game of adjustments from Jason Kidd. Um, do I think they can cover the number? Yeah, I do, because if you kind of go back to the regular season, it's been only within about three possessions. I think that the regular season was like seven. They won by Phoenix won by seven, seven, and then eight points. And then again, seven again last night against, or sorry, in game one against uh, the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to lean with Dallas here as well. I just still think that Phoenix does get the victory here um, because again, I don't want to fade this team. If it does get the clutch time, we know they are the best clutch team, especially when you have CP three on your side. And again, keep in mind, CP three only played 29 minutes in game one. So I think that's a victory in itself for the Phoenix Sun. So I'll lean with the Dallas. Sorry, with the yeah, Dallas on the spread here, but I do think Phoenix does get the outright victory here, going up 2-0, heading back to Dallas for Game Three and Four. Any player props you are looking at in this game, Terrell? Yeah, Marlon on Luca again. Which is, uh, well, what's his number at? If they, uh, if they his points. Yeah, uh, I think they, the last I saw at thirty-three and a half. Oh, 33 and a half. I don't, I don't know. That's <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I do think that. It may not be the 45 that he had last time, mm-hmm. but I think that when you look at it's going to be somewhere in the 30s, so it could be like a bad beat, like a 31, 32. But when you look at his points total and how he finishes, I probably, I guess I would do points, rebounds, and assists. That probably is a better bet. But when you look at his, his box stat sheet, you're going to look and say Luca had another Luca like game. This is another MVP like game. Mm hmm. And maybe I'm buying into his assists. He's had eight assists and they didn't shoot well as a team. Yeah. And so maybe I'm buying into his assists this game and that he gets everybody else going and guys like Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney Smith, Massey Cleaver, as he did masterfully in game one, they knocked down those threes. They knocked down those, those outside shots. Mm-hmm. And then Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie just got to find a way to get themselves some good looks. They got to get to their spot. They got to get themselves to their spots and get some, get themselves some good look, especially when Luca comes off the court, whoever's running the, running the point at that situation, because it's never going to be a time where all three of them are off the court. So yeah. whoever's on the court, when Luca's off, whether it's Dinwiddie, whether it's Brunson has to go out there and get their own bucket. That's how this offense runs. It runs off the ISO with the point guard, run a pick and roll, and you go and you find open shooters or you go and kill them yourself. And so they absolutely 100% have to get going this game. They're going to be in it. Yeah, I was really curious to see the numbers for his assistant rebounds for Luca, And I think I really like that at 17 and a half. It is a little juice at minus 135, but um, – you know, eight assists in the first game, 12 rebounds. We know he can fill up the stat sheet. So I think that number may be a little touch conservative or, or I think it should be around 18 and a half or 19 and a half. So I think that's one player prop I am looking at in this game. But, um, and then one more thing I did want to pose to you. Do you see DeAndre Aiden having the same type of performance or getting at least 20 p- points in this game here yes. again? Or, huh? Yes, 100%. Okay. Yes. I, this, I said it before. I think this is DeAndre Aiden series. Okay. He has the matchup. He has the mismatch. And they say that the Phoenix Suns have already gone on record as saying that they feel like they lose games, that they don't get DeAndre Ayton going. That's their big man. That's mm-hmm. their guy. DeAndre Ayton's also looking for a payday. 
Yeah. They're they're gonna feed him. They're gonna feed him often, early and often, and he's gonna have a good game. I think he'll have a good game every game this series. All right. Anything else for this game, Terrell, before we get into our picks? No, I'm good. All right. So let's get into our lock and dog. Uh, like I mentioned last night, pretty good night for the uh for the crew here between myself, Terrell, and Scott combined five and one. Uh, absolutely crushed the uh, Grizzlies picks that we took. Um, you know, we had them as dogs, myself and Scott. And then Terrell had the first quarter money line for the Memphis Grizzlies last night. So that came into fruition easy. So hopefully we can continue that here tonight. Uh, I will kick it off here. Um, <coughs> excuse me. For my lock, um, I do like Miami Heat minus the eight here, but. I think I'm going to pivot and then I'm going to take their team total here tonight over 107 and a half as my lock. They put up 106 in game one, like we discussed, but it was a really, really bad shooting night for them. Um, They were only, I think, what, eight of 35 from three point line. If that, let me go back and check that number here. But I, I, you know, I expect Gabe Vincent. I expect Max Struess, um, Tyler Hero, those guys uh, to knock down three-point shots in this game. And I think we're going to see more pace in this game, which means it's going to be more shot opportunities. Now, if Miami Heat decided to slow it down, I still think they're a very efficient offense, especially in the half court with Jimmy Butler. So, uh, yeah, they were 9 of 36 in the first game uh, from three-point land at 25%. So I think that just asking them to be one three-point shot better where they did drop 106 in that game. Uh, I'll take that as my lock here. So that's going to be over on win bet, over 107.5 Miami Heat team total. For my dog, um, I think this is going to be a closer game than people are expecting between the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. Um, I'm going to take an alt line on the Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to buy it down to plus three and a half at plus 135 for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I expect Jason Kidd to make those adjustments. Uh, expect Jalen Brunson to have a better game than he did in game one. Like we said, Luca is you know, going to do Luca things, but I expect, you know, the supporting cast around him to have a better game here tonight and a better defensive plan uh, uh, against its Phoenix Suns offense. So I'll take the plus three and a half plus one thirty five for the Dallas Mavericks as my dog here tonight, Terrell. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. What do I want to do for my lock? Am I feeling totalish? I don't normally give out totals, but I feel like everybody knows where I'm going line wise. So let's do something different. Yeah, you went team total. I'll just go full game total. Give me the over 207 and a half for the Philadelphia 76ers and Miami Heat. I think it's. I think the Sixers play better. I think they have some type of answer, and they play better. But the Miami Heat are just going to do a, go run a track meet today, and they're going to get in their sets, and it's going to feel like that they made every single basket. So I do like your team total. I'll go full game total, 207 and a half. All right. That's my lock. For my dog. Hmm. Fuck it. Two to one. Dallas money line. Just give me, just give me Dallas on the money line. 
right. I think that Dallas, I think Dallas is going to come out here. They're going to make adjustments and they're going to be able to play. And the Phoenix Suns have shown me that they can piss away a lead. They can piss it. They can piss it away very easily, actually. And so, Scott Foster is off. So that's disappointing. He's coming, Chris Paul. It's, oh, coming. it's gonna come. Oh yeah. It's, oh yeah. He's definitely gonna be there. He's definitely. If they go down 0-2, he definitely gonna be game three officiated. Like uh, that is game. That is guaranteed. If Dallas goes down 0-2, there he is going to be the game three officiator for sure. Like I can, I can promise you that right now. That's going to happen. A hundred percent. The NBA is gonna let that happen. And it's so funny, like. It's so funny that this is really a narrative, but it's so much of a narrative that is true. Yeah. Because it's just like so many situations. He comes in and he makes a call and everybody, and it's like everybody, all the refs make bad calls, but we just get on Scott Foster because it's Scott Foster. And it's like, it always comes at the most inopportune time for you to make a bad call. I don't think he's ever had a good call in a time where we were like, damn, Scott Foster got that right. That was, yeah, good, good call. It's hilarious. All right. Yeah, give me two to one on the money line. I think this is one one going to Dallas. Dallas is better than what people think. This definitely is going to be a sweep, and they get sweep out of everybody's mind tonight. Two one. I mean, one one going back to Dallas. Give me a two to one against Dallas. All right. So there it is. Uh, recap our picks from my lock. Heat team total over 107 and a half, and Dallas plus three and a half, plus 145 on the spread. And then for Terrell, his lock. Sixers heat over 207 and a half, and his dog is going to be the Dallas Mavericks plus 200 tonight in game two. Um, that's going to bring us to the end of it. These pods are just starting to get a little shorter and shorter because we have less games. Um, but again, uh, hopefully we can get this out sooner rather than later to our listeners and, and keep it short. And you guys can get through the pod uh, fairly quickly. But Terrell, anything else you want to get off your chest here, man, before we get out of here? No, no, I'm good. All right. So Terrell and Scott will be back. Tomorrow to handicap the Friday games. Uh, no games on Thursday in the NBA playoffs. So maybe enjoy some NHL hockey or some baseball, whatever you like betting on. Uh, but uh, again, a Friday, we'll pick back up with the NBA playoffs. And then the weekend, uh, McKee will be on on Friday um, to handicap the weekend game. So keep that in mind to make sure to subscribe to the NBA Gambling Podcast. It is a great time to do that right now um, with the NBA playoffs going on. Make sure to download the SGPN app. Just go to your play uh, Google Play Store or App Store. Just put an SGPN. You'll see the black and red logo pop up. Just go to download it and leave us a rating and review. And we're seeing some uh, rating and reviews come in for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review if you haven't done so already. It's truly greatly appreciated. Uh, you can follow Terrell on Twitter and Instagram at reallyrell underscore underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at sportsnerd824. Again, make sure to follow the NBA Gambling Podcast Twitter account at SGPNNBA. We usually drop our lock and dog and picks. If you haven't been able to get to the pod every day around right around that five o'clock time, uh, Eastern Standard Time. So make sure to give us a follow there as well. Uh, Terrell, thank you so much, my man. Uh, Terrell and Scott will be back tomorrow. Like I said, good luck with your bets tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna. 